And yesterday's year we discussed that a person is allowed to use mice or money to pay tuition. And we said that in regards to the tuition of a boy, of, of the boys going to yeshiva, whether they're older or younger, it's a, there are many paiskim, or primarily the gdaya paiskim, the chavitzchaim, the chashokhan, that are very strongly against using the money to pay the tuition. However, there are paiskim that are master using the money to pay tuition, the tzitzeliezer is master to use the money, the shokhanar harav is master. But most people are try not to if they're if they're able to in any way not have to come on to using the miser. But in regards to the tuition of the girls, in that case it's much less chamer. And even those pricing that said that you would should not be allowed to use miser money for tuition would agree that by tuition of girls you could use miser because you're not obligated. Now Ramesha Feinstein and Gashmesha writes that in America, since there's a legal obligation to send your daughter to school and you can't send it to a public school, you have to make sure she's a kosher or a girl, you're going to send it to Beit Yaakov. Therefore, it's sort of an obligation on the father, and he's back in the category that he's not allowed to use miser for an obligation. Ramesha Sturmach adds that to send to seminary, that even Ramesha would admit that that's not, since it's not obligatory as far as the government is concerned, therefore you're allowed to use miser money to pay for seminary for your daughters. So let's continue the discussion of, of using the money for the instances where you're allowed to use the money to pay tuition, or according to the opinions that you are. So how much of the tuition could you use the maestro money for? Is that the entire tuition? Is it part of the tuition? So what is the Shiloh based on? So boy in Tzedakah Mishpat, in the Sefer Tzedakah Mishpat, Parag Vav, in the middle of footnote Lamed Hay, discusses that you can break down the tuition into components and it would not, it would disallow a person from using miser for all the components. He would have to use his own money for part of it, and miser for the for the balance of it. What's the shaila? Let's say he has a son in yeshiva. When he wants to take off from Meiser to pay, he should not deduct the entire expense from Meiser. Why not? There's also room and board. If the boy would stay home, the father would have to pay room and board. And we said that supporting uh, children at home cannot be taken from Meiser money because it's an obligation. So just because he's, he's, he's sleeping in the dormitory and eating in the yeshiva, that's not any less of an obligation if he would have been at home and therefore, that does not allow him to use Meister for that. So when he's calculating what to use, how much to deduct for Meister, first he has to figure out the what it would have cost him approximately for room and board, and then he could take off the balance from Meister. The rest he should deduct. Then Blois ends off with a very important side note that if a person wants to give extra money to, for tuition, like we said before, that of course he could use master money for the extra. And if he wants to be a tzaddik, the money should be given to the yeshiva that your children learn in and not to all kinds of other various stuckers, because in a certain way the yeshiva is considered like the kroivim of a person. Now, another 
component or sometimes a, a child that comes up in regards to paying uh, schools is what about gifts for Rebbeim and teachers? We know that many times throughout the year that Hanukkah and Purim, or the end of the year, parents get together and they try to buy the teacher a gift or to give them money. So are you allowed to give Meiser money to these teachers or not? So let's look at the halacha here in Tzadokho Mishpat. The halacha in Sefer Tzadokho Mishpat in Parag Vav, footnote Lama Dalit. V'nir Pashat. Shem reitu lahaisa for the melamah ma'ashamudah olav kachoyv. If a person wants to add extra bonus to the teacher, that's partial, you'll have to add the bonus for Meiser money. To pay a friend to learn with his son. To give a uh, a little extra support, not tutoring, tutoring could be... He's able to learn. If he's not able to learn, then we had the Shulchan Aruch said before, you're not supposed to use Meister money to hire yourself for your own fee of Talmud Torah. But if you just give, if you, if this person, I guess he knows how to learn already, but he just wants to have a Chabrusa, then already he's allowed to use the money. Now, the, we mentioned, the point of bringing down this Sokol Mishra was, if you can use the Meister money for gifts. So the question of using Meister money for gifts, according to Sokol Mishra, is viewed like a bonus. Now, there are many places that say that if the bonus is something that everyone is required to do, which today it's almost required that people should give a bonus to these rebellion. So in certain, certain communities and certain circles and certain schools, it's close to an obligation. So there are some people that try not to use some money for it. Or alternatively, they'll give a basic amount from their own money, and they'll add an extra amount of money from the Meister money, which that is permitted. But Rebbe is referring to a case where it's just extra, it's just an extra gift, which is not necessarily uh, so widespread in that community. Not not every time a person is um, able to, uh, not every parent is able to chip in, so therefore it's not required so much. Then you could use Meister. Another point, it's very important to point out, that obviously we're discussing over here a recipient, uh, the Rebbe, who needs the money, which in many cases, or most cases, that is true. The Rebbe is, is doing Melech HaShemayim, and he definitely can use any support that he can get. But if, for whatever reason, the Rebbe does not need it, then a person is not allowed to use Meister money for that, because it's not going for Tzvacha. Another Shiloh in relation to using the, the money of Meiser. Now we're moving on back, we're leaving the Shiloh of the tuition, and we're moving on to a, a general Shiloh, an interpersonal Shiloh, which comes up many times. So, there's a Halach on Shulchan Aruch in Ramah, in Simeration in Zion, Sif, Hey. Misha Mafresh Masroisov, if a person separated Meiser, Vehilvila Ani Mishaloi, and on, in, a, in a separate venture, he had lent money, he had loaned money to a poor person, to a person that needed it. And he, he has reason to believe the poor person cannot pay back. He should separate from the miser, he should deduct the loan amount from the miser money that he has. And 
he's going to consider it as if the loan was paid back by the Oni. So let's say the Ari is in a situation where he does not have a Chiyah to pay back, then already he's not going to be able to pay himself back from that money. Now, the question is, what, what, what exactly is, is the background for this Shiloh? And why should, why does the Mechab, why does the mean end off that after he, if he became rich or if he died, then the lender is left without recourse? So the Shach explains that what's going on over here is like this. You have Ruvain the usher, who usually is going to be giving his money to Shimon the pauper, the Ani. And Shimon had come to Ruvain to borrow $100. Ruvain had in mind at the time, okay, I'm not, instead of Shimon paying me back $100, I'm going to pay myself back from taking the miser that I would have given to him and withholding it for myself. So therefore, says the Shach, if the Ani died, it, was not, it comes out that it was never really a loan. Why? Because Ruvain had never intended to collect the loan from Shimon. He had merely intended to withhold the, the mice that he would have given to Shimon. So Shimon doesn't really have a direct obligation to pay back the loan. And also, Ruvain doesn't have the right to withhold the mice because in order to withhold the mice, it has to be Shimon's first in a certain way. It has to be as, as if Shimon was like in it. But now Shimon's dead. Or Shimon's not an anymore. So he doesn't get Matanus Anim. He doesn't get Maeser. So if he became rich or he died, it comes out that Reuben's going to be stuck without recourse to repaying his loan. So we see from the Shach that it's talking about that the original intention was never to consider it a full-blown halva. It's not a full-blown loan. Because it would have been, then the, then the, the halacha would be different. If it would have been a loan, then, then the halach would have been that whatever the chiyah of paying back a loan is, that's what the din would be over here too. But here it was not really a loan. The intention was never to really make this into a full-blown halva. Rather, he was going to pay himself back. The Neid Behuda says that even after, he disagrees with the shach, and even at, he says that even after the money has been lent, even if he didn't originally intend that this is going to be a, a loan paid up with Meiser, still he's able to use the Meiser and deduct, I mean, the, the, the payment from the Meiser, even as if he would have given it to the Ani. However, the, he says you have to ask the permission of the Ani. This is quoted here in the Pisgah, Tshuva and Sifkot and Hay. I am B'Tshuva's Nei Di Behuda, Kama Chelk Yeridei Simonai and Gimel. He brings the machlekes if he had to have this intention originally or not. He has to have permission from the ani to be able to switch it and to withhold the meiser to pay back his loan. If his intention would have been to give Maiser to this person, 
And also, he has to deduct it in the amount that he would have given this person. He shouldn't deduct some exorbitant amount or whatever, um, some uh, this disproportional amount that he would have not given to this person, he would have given to other people who he's closer to, and say, no, I would have given it to this person. No, it has to be what you would have given that you're able to deduct, even according to the Neidah Behuda. Now, let's say a person has a situation like this. So it's a little bit uncomfortable for the person to approach the Ani and say, um, is it okay if I, I would have given my to you, but I want to withhold it to pay back the loan. So Ramesha is not really addressing it in that format, but he discusses that he never, we, we don't find the reason, it doesn't, it's hard to understand where the source of this Chiv came from. This chiv that to ask the ani that the night to be who the said. So first he brings the opinion of the shach. Let's read the tshuva inside, and he says like this: the the the, the shaila was asking the shame shaila. He lent money to a poor person, and he wants to know could he withhold now, uh, post facto, the money that he was going to give to Meisher to pay back that loan, even though at the time he had not originally intended that. It has to be that you intended that at the time of the loan. The source of is referring to Allah that's connected more to going around and collecting fruits. There's a question of Mashiach, so you need the das of the of the poor person. But when it comes to Ksafim, Abbaqsafim, a few lines later, Shadin Balchaiv, Ligbaith Mekasov Le Shaykh said this doesn't apply. If you want to go to the sack to withhold Maestro, you do not have to ask the only permission. And then he says, however, that he he's not comfortable passing like the Nadi in the first place. That means he didn't intend originally to use Maestro money to pay it back. Why? Because the Nadi Behuda totally ignored the Shach. He doesn't bring that the shach is of the opinion that you do have to have this intention originally. And therefore, um, he, he's So Ramesha seems to be more noita that a person should not use meiser unless he had intended it originally. So here again, we have a very clear example of, um, of, of a, if a person knows the halachas, how he can save himself a lot of heartache. If he would know at the time that he lends money, or at the time that he's donating for an aliyah, or at all the all the cases that we spoke out, that it, to prevent it from turning into an obligation, he should think to himself, "I'm going to be doing this and this, and I intend to use maaser, and I'm only doing it because I'm using maaser, so I'm not really obligating myself. It's completely a donation. Then you're allowed to. But here, where he he did this chesed and he lent the money, and then he wakes up that you know what? Let me withhold maaser for it. That it's better not to do it like that to Ramesha, and you should go with the Shach. But then Ramesha ends off, but that depends on this, the kind of acceptance, the Kabbalah that the person had made when he accepted himself the Mitzvah of Meiser. 
which again is another important thing to know in advance. That a person who starts uh, doing the mitzvah of Maisel after he gets married or whatever, he should say, I'm doing a blee nether. So if it calls them, Kvayin Eschai v'Maisel Ksav v'Nether, Avlim Loikibu v'Nether, Rashoi Lashes Kerem Zeru, V'Ligwes Maisel, Avshalai Yoveya Menaskei, He's allowed to use Maiser even according to the Shach, because here he was never accepting himself that it's the real Chiv to give Maiser. It's just that he some just gives a blinada, then he's allowed to. I would ask him, Muani, obviously the whole discussion is if the person is Oni, and from now on, says Ramayisha, keep in mind to use this loophole that you should always intend to take from the Meister money to pay back outstanding loans, or you're going to lend from the Meister money. This is the end of the shirim for this week's discussion.